0: Have both stimulated and I've like I said I've had toys that where they're kind of around the zone but the design of this like really fits me it just fits me well and just visualize like that moment and the way I looked and the way my legs were sprawled as I was sitting on the edge of that tub and just how into it I was and how turned on and vocal I was oh god that was good that was really good you have to give them what they need and that physical access to you. If you deny them, they'll go get it elsewhere. I like girth. For me, it's about the girth. You could have a four-incher, and if it's super girthy, well, that's going to make up for it. I got to tell you, that's where it's at. I'm shocked about what you said about your wedding night and your honeymoon, and that you've only seen her twice, and one time her mother was there. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Welcome back for another Tuesday episode. Well, I just have to report straight out of the gate that my horniness has returned. COVID kind of Fucked with my sex drive for a little bit there. It felt weird. And do you know what? It wasn't even that long. It was really obviously for the duration of it and then maybe about a week after it. So, you know, really only two weeks total. But it was really interesting because I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what it felt like to not be horny, to not be wanting sex, thinking about sex, craving it. It was weird. And I've just been in that state for so long. I'd forgotten what it was like to not feel that way. And So it was kind of humbling. (laughs) And I'll tell you something. It really brought my attention to, you know, I feel for women who who don't want to have sex because they just don't have the drive for it. Like they have no hormones or they don't have enough testosterone or something's off. I'm like, "Oh, I get it. I understand." And it sucks. It's not fun. And that being said, I'm just I'm fortunate that I am usually pretty horny, and now I kind of have a gauge after not being horny to understand where I am on the horniness scale, and it's pretty darn horny. And so much. I mean, it's such a better alternative. So, oh, I'm just happy. I'm happy, happy, happy that I am back back in the land of the living, baby. Okay. Also, I've been making up for it with my new vibe. Do you guys know one of the fun parts about like getting these endorsements and stuff from companies when you hear me, when you hear the commercials and the sponsors is that they send me stuff. (laughs) It was really kind of funny in the beginning. So I just have like this plethora of lubes and condoms and I get sex toys. Well, Skin, one of my current sponsors, that's S-K-Y-N. You probably think of them mostly as for condoms and stuff like that. And I did too, but they've got a lot of stuff and they sent me this vibe. To try. It's purple. I don't know the name of it. I don't have it in front of me. It's purple. It's like it's got something that it vibrates on your G spot, it goes inside you, and it vibrates on your clit. Man. So it's like double duty. You're getting both. Oh my gosh. Okay. Whew. This thing is really good. And it's you know what's fun about it? Is it's a different sensation. It's been a while since I've had a different sensation. And I don't know if it's because of the distance from, I guess, the curve of the U shape, I guess, that it makes on the outside is narrower. Is narrow. It's narrow, like I need it. And most toys, I've noticed, they are too big. Like they overshoot your clit and kind of misses the point, right? It misses the effect. Like you're not really on one. You're on one or the other, but not both things. Not your G spot and your clit at the same time because the design is too big, and so you can't really. The idea is to hit them both, but you can't. And this thing, whoa. (laughs) Yes, it does. It really, really, really does hit the spot. And um, I was using it the other day because Goldie had to reschedule on me, which has never happened. And he had to reschedule on me for good reason. And... I was so horny, and I had just finished doing a recording for my private podcast. I'd never done this. I was recording myself like right as I was about get to get ready to go see him, and I was just going through like everything that was in my mind, what my agenda was, how I was getting ready, how horny I was, just pumping myself up and like sharing all the fun and excitement, like all the fun stuff that I go through, and the way I feel right before I'm walking out the door to go fuck somebody, and so I recorded that for the private podcast. And I I was supposed to get off that podcast and then get in the shower and start that whole ritual. (laughs) And then he called. So anyway, well, he calls and I am horny as fuck. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. What am I going to do? So I go grab this new vibe. I'm like, I was going to take that with me anyway. We were going to use that because I was thinking I was feeling a little anal. just was thinking about having a little anal that day well since I lost my participant I had to sort of make it up with just my just my own little creative play and you know what I did I grabbed that purple one from skin at vibe and i i don't know what drove this but I got on the edge of my bathtub and I have a big bathtub so I got on the edge of the bathtub And I spread my legs open to the point where it was just the tops of my toes kind of, I was leaning forward, putting some weight forward and just the tops of my toes touching the floor. So really kind of nice extension in the legs and the heels and flexed, right? And then I took that thing and I put it inside me. Oh my God. And it was felt so good. It just kept making me like, I kept like wanting to buckle over and it was very intense have both stimulated. And I've, like I said, I've had toys that where they're kind of around the zone, but the design of this like really fits me. It just fits me well. And it was so intense on both the spots, my clit and my G spot at the same time. And I mean, I was just standing there shaking. I was totally shaking and because it felt so good. And I don't, I didn't know if I could keep up with the intensity, but I did. And I just kept going with that thing and going with that thing. And then I started squirting. And then I looked down and the whole toy is just like covered in my creaminess. (laughs) I must be so blunt. And I was just like, whoa. I mean, I was really, really, really turned on. I actually, and I don't mind saying this, like I actually like have visual, like gone back in that memory and just visualize like that moment. And like the way I looked and the way my legs were sprawled as I was sitting on the edge of that tub and just how into it I was and how turned on and vocal I was. Oh God, that was good. That was really good. It was like a moment. I wish I would. I really did. I had a moment. I had a big time moment with myself and my new toy. I wish I would have had that on video. Damn. Oh, Note to self, next time I need to be prepared, I need to have my video cam out and get more of me masturbating. I just, I don't mind watching it. I think it's hot. Okay. So today what I want to do is I want to go through, I got some interesting messages. This episode was not going to be about this stuff, but I have got some interesting messages. I'm like, okay, I've got to share these because especially this first one, holy shit, this first one is so, so fucking funny. I mean, I got it. And I just laughed. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I want to preface it by saying like, I just love this guy. He's just going for it. He's messaged me several times. We go back and forth. And I think I've actually played one of his messages before, but he's really... Oh my god, he it's hilarious. I mean, the stuff that he's doing and part, most of it I can totally relate to. I'm like, "Well, welcome to the casual dating scene. It's a fucking shit show." So, I'm not the only one that has a shit show. So, let me share with you DW's shit show. All right, here we go.
1: So, yes, This is going to trip you out. Things got way crazier with that girl. So we did work through the first little episode and communicated and sounded good. So we set up another time to hang out. And she had some issue with an ex-boyfriend who she found out had lied to her. So she had some freak out. And then she wanted to do energy work with a remote healer instead of hanging out with me. I'm like, well, I'm a fucking energy worker. Like... I don't do remote healing. I can actually talk to you and touch you. And so we didn't hang out, and then we set up another. Like, well, let's do another night, and then we set up a time. And I guess her son was coming back into town, and yada yada yada. So basically, the writing was on the wall for me as I started to see this pattern. I'm like, she's just blowing me off. So I was just like, well, you're blowing me off. At least she was still communicating over text. She wouldn't talk to me at this point. Like we couldn't. I couldn't get her on the phone. I'm like, can we just talk and like just. You can just tell me what's going on in your head and kind of where you're at with this so I don't have to wonder. And she said, okay, yeah. And then she blew that off. And I was just like, okay, what the fuck is going on? So I sent her a voice memo. <laughs> and her response was, it was just unbelievable. So this is her words. A guy came to visit her from Hawaii, he showed up very early in the morning, earlier than she expected. And he said he was tired, so she let him in. He, she He was going to sleep in her bed, just take a nap. They ended up fucking each other. Granted, she had put a two-week... Like, you can't fuck me rule on me. And we were, like, hanging out and having a lot of fun together and doing stuff. And this guy just shows up from Hawaii. So that was my first thing to her. It's like, I'm not jealous. I don't care. Like, you can do whatever you want. We have no agreements. We haven't even slept together. We're not even in a committed relationship at all. But I'm just curious, why would you fuck that guy but put a two-week rule on me, like, if you're that horny? And then she said – here's what she said (laughs) – I must be a big dick slut. I must just like really big dicks because this guy has a really big dick. And my ex-husband had a really small dick. This is her words. And I just, it just was a turnoff. And then she told me that I had a really small dick. That's what she said. (laughs) And so I was like, holy shit, like, I know how long my dick is, and I know how big it is. I'm six inches. I mean, I get to the measurements, like, length and girth. Like, I measure this stuff because I actually, I'm on this protocol to, like, make it bigger because I want to get to seven inches, but I'm at exactly six inches, and it's not small. Like, it's not big, obviously. I've watched porn. I know what a big dick looks like, but I'm not small, and I'm not, it didn't make me insecure, well, maybe a little bit. It was mostly just, like, the fact that you would say that to a man and, It was unbelievable. So I was like, well, it was kind of funny. I'm like, let's just talk. We just need to talk and diffuse all this. This just seemed like it's going to a really weird place really fast. And instead of talking, she just kept blowing me off. Like, she just kept telling, like, well, what did I do? I don't understand. I'm like, you're neglecting me. You're just totally blowing off all of our hangouts. You're blowing off our phone call agreements. And now you've humiliated me as a man in, like, the absolute worst way possible. But I still wasn't that angry. But as she kept blowing me off, I started to get more and more Upset like I went my anger meter went up from like a two to a three to a four and once I cross the line It's over and she crossed the line so bad that it fucking brought me across the line, And then all hell broke loose and the trippy thing was I was actually going on a date with a girl I just met that night another fucking online chick <laughs> Sorry, I'm using bad language woman and I ended up sleeping with her So I told this girl like she blew me off that night or I forget why Again, for like the fourth straight time, and I'm like, it's fine, you blew me off because I was busy sleeping with this girl. I was busy fucking this girl, and she like got all upset about that. I'm like, why? You're sleeping with your fucking exes. Like, I can sleep with women, it's no big deal, right? And it just the shit hit the fan, insults flying everywhere. I was just ripping on her like, as any insult I could about her fucking loose stomach skin after her kid, and she's really skinny and like fucking. Borderline anorexics, I'm calling her an anorexic skeleton. I mean, it was just turned into a total shit show. And she, then she started trying to be nice, and I just obliterated her until she fucking blocked me on tech, so. She awakened the demon.
0: All right. Well, wow. DW. <laughs> okay. Where do I start? Okay. First of all, let me gather myself. I mean, that was, was so fucking unbelievable. Okay. You, first of all, DW, you're hilarious. Thank you for that message because it did <laughs> brighten my day with some humor. Okay. So she's blowing you off for Hawaii guy who's coming in. Big Dick Hawaii guy. Big Dick 5 And she's fucking him. And by the way, she also mentions that you don't have a big dick. What the hell is this? Like, okay, let's stop right there. Right there. She has been, you started with, she was blowing you off. She just lost interest a while ago. I mean, for whatever reason. And I have some theories here that I'm going to espouse. So we're going to see what you think. But she started losing interest a long time ago. There's no reason that she would take a jab at your dick size. I mean, this just isn't done. And then she's blowing you off. You can't get her on the phone. Okay, that's a red flag for me. At that point, I would already be like, uh, no, time to walk. The minute someone's doing that. There's a lot of reasons for that. A lot of times it's about someone else around. Why can't they talk? Why can't they pick up the phone? But if you can tell that she's dodging you, you can also get a feeling too. It's like, well, do they just not? Will they answer my text, but they just don't want to talk. Then again, that's still blowing you off. You know, there's still this polite form of answering someone's text, but not wanting to talk to them. I do this myself sometimes with family members. I do not want to talk because I don't want to, I know what conversation we're going to get into or what it's going to be about or, or that it's just vague and you're out doing something. You just want to kill time while you're driving from A to B. I don't have time to be your entertainment right now. So all that was weird. Okay. And then she puts, she also put this two week, you can't fuck her rule on you. Okay. And then she turns around and fucks some guy like straight away when he shows up. So I have a theory here. I don't, could be totally wrong. Maybe, okay, some of this, let's sift through what we think the truth is here. Okay. She likes guys with big dicks. She has a perception in her mind or a size and that indefinitely that she thinks is that's a big dick and then this is, therefore, this is not. Okay. So she has some cutoff somewhere and you, you weren't aware of this. And I think she put the two week, you can't fuck me rule on because you said, she said it was okay to be messing around. Well, messing around means she gets a gander at your dick and she gets to decide what the size is and whether or not she wants to fuck you. Now, I can't remember There's so because there's so much going on in this message. I can't remember. Did you fuck her? Are you fucking her? Or did she just never not fuck you after you guys messed around? That to me would say that she definitely is a size queen. She should have just told you that. And you know what size your dick is. I don't think six inches is small. That's my opinion, but I'm not a size queen. Now, I think six inches is normal. I think that's the average dick and women are not that deep. So guys, I always say this too. It's not about how long it is. I've had a guy, I used to call him the scepter. He had this long skinny penis. It didn't do it. It didn't hit the right spots. That wasn't what it was about. I like girth. For me, it's about the girth. You could have a four incher and if it's super girthy, well... That's going to make up for it. I got to tell you, it's that's where it's at. So that's just my two cents. Not everybody agrees with that. But I think most being a woman talking to women, I think most women feel that way. And she dick shamed you. So I don't think dick shaming, the dick shaming, how do I put this? Like it's a low blow. The dick shaming is, it's just a low blow. I mean, you can't dick shame a guy. That is a place you do not go unless you want to totally TNT whatever you have up. You can, I mean, not in the way she did it, because she did, you know, dick, I mean, that was full on dick shaming. You can have a conversation, an honest conversation with your partner if they ask you about what you like and how it feels to you. And and even if she does, you know, does she consider it big or not? But no, that's not what this was about. She went for the jugular because she knew that would TNT this shit so fast. And it did. And then you're telling her you're sleeping with someone else and... oh. She gets retaliatory and gives you the dick comment. And then you retaliate, DW, by talking about shame, body shaming her, going for the worst place you can go after she did it. Boom. Body shame. You're her stomach skin and she's anorexic. And oh, my God. Okay, so. What's the takeaway from all this? The takeaway from all this is... Now, DW, I told you this. I messaged you back personally and answered you. And I want to share one of my additional observations that I shared with you privately was that I think that you had told me before you had a girl that was a 10 and that she was beautiful and you had this amazing connection sexually. And it was like fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. But she fought all the time. It was high drama, all this crazy shit. But the fireworks from the sex, fireworks, fireworks. And that kept you around for 20 12 years. Well, you have a pattern and you're drawing that same crazy drama. I mean, the stuff you told me about this other person you were seeing there briefly, she's a hot mess and having issues and, but that creates this drama. And I think it's just familiar. So I think you need to be very careful moving forward about this drama stuff, because I've it's getting a little clearer now. Now that I'm getting more messages back and forth from you, I'm seeing you probably turn away some really good women because they don't come at you with that first, that fiery, free-spirited drama energy that you pick up on. It's like your subliminal radar just boom latches onto it and you end up in the same wash, rinse, repeat cycle. But I would try to go the other direction. Literally, if you think you don't like someone, try it. <laughs> It's going to be my my suggestion to you because I think you're stuck a little bit, and no shade on that. We've, I mean, fuck, I, you know, we've all done that. We, I mean, who hasn't? That's the thing. It's just recognizing your patterns, and it's harder to see when you're in it, of course. And so, this is just my observation. You could tell me I'm fucking wrong, but. I think I'm starting to see after talking back and forth with you, I'm getting a little my arms around this situation a little bit better. So thank you for the lovely story and the entertainment value of it. That's fantastic. I hope you can, you know, (laughs) I hope you continue to have fun with people, but you don't run across, you know, women like this anymore. And I will say, just like I said about her dick shaming you, that was totally wrong. I hope next time you just don't even get in the gutter with anybody. Don't body shame. I mean, like you already knew it. That's like the worst place you can go with a woman and you went for it. And (laughs) I'm sure that that's you acting in a way that you're capable of, but you probably don't want to do right I'm sure you don't want to be that person so next time just block a bitch that's all I can say just fucking block her before she even has a chance to take it this far all right thank you again that was that's so entertaining <laughs> I, I love it and DW I'll tell you there's like I said there's just a bit of camaraderie in my heart I'm like here we go this man's in the trenches I feel for you because I know I am like I am too <laughs> With this crazy shit and the people I come across oh my gosh Tell ya, you should write this stuff down because maybe there's a good book in there somewhere. Okay, this next message is from. I'm gonna. This is D. I don't think I've ever played anything from D before. I think this is D's first time on the Curious Girl Diaries. Oh, you're a virgin, D. All right, here's your message.
2: Hello, Layla. This is it again. Uh, You could just call me Snowball. So I was listening to your show this morning and you made me feel bad about being a cheater. And I still always do, Uh, there was no excuse for it, but I just wanted to let you in on something I've been telling all my friends who I've been confiding in, which I've been calling the prude stories about the reasons that led me to do what I did. So this is just a list of stories about what my life was like. First of all, whenever we did have sex the once a month, she made me wait outside behind a closed door while she got under the covers with the lights out, and then allowed me to come in, and then it happened. I didn't see anything. She figuratively made me close my eyes when there was nudity on the TV, even during National Lampoon's Vacation, one of the funniest movies ever made. She didn't like me listening to any dirty stuff. And by dirty stuff, I mean Dan Savage, who I don't know if you know, he's just a left-wing podcaster that talks about sex and politics that was too dirty, but there's gotta be more. She once said, let's go people watching down in San Diego's uh, downtown on Halloween and said, I better not catch you staring at a slutty costumes. And I was thinking to myself, then why are you bringing me here? <laughs> like the TV shows, Sex in the City and True Blood that she recommended we watch. She made me look away when there was a pair of tits. If I ever brought up watching porn, she said, it's so misogynistic and demeaning to women. You cannot do it. We can't do it. I don't ever want to hear you talk about that again. Oh, another big one. What do you call it? My AA-sponsored was telling me that after the kids are asleep, you guys should be hopping in the shower together. And you should have heard the ugh he gave when I told him that. We never took a shower together. Once. Ever. Oh, there are so many of these stories that it's crazy. We did not have sex on our wedding night. We had sex once on our honeymoon. In the pitch black. Ugh, God, these are just so many, so many. Crazy, I know. I put myself on the spot, so I'm trying to think of more stories right now, so just give me a second here. Oh, one time I broached the subject of analingus and pegging, and she told me to go find a guy to fuck because she assumed I was gay. I had to explain to her the difference between activities and orientations. Yeah, I only saw her vagina Twice in my life in a lit room. And her mom was there once because the second time, uh, the COVID restrictions didn't allow any family in the delivery room. So, it was pretty repressive. Again, I'm not proud of what I did, but I, enough pressure built up inside of me that I just lashed out, joined Fet Life, and found somebody to fuck. And, uh, and I got caught. But anyway, if you want more prude stories, let me know. There's, they're endless. Anyway, Layla, love your show. Thank you. Thank you for being a uh, kind of a friend through this hard time
0: bye bye all right d oh my gosh, okay well, uh first of all, here's my burning question for you. Why did you marry this woman like wh- how did that happen? <laughs> I mean, you had to when you're dating. You had to see these things. These are red flags. I mean, I wish people would be more mindful of marrying other people whose sex drives match up and not thinking that maybe it'll change. Yeah, I see it now. It's not so great, but maybe it'll change. Because what gets you to overcome that or talk yourself into marrying someone when there's not great sex, of all those other boxes that she's checking guess what? It ends up being all those other boxes she's checking and coupled that with no sex that drive you away. It's the boxes that she's checking that'll end up driving you away. That's what got you to seal the deal. Now, those are not enough. That's not enough, is what you're finding out. Just having someone that's got this characteristic, that, blah, 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 whatever. And I think it's just as common for women as it is for men. I don't think it's a, a more like a male driven thing or anything like that. I just think it's this is our opportunity when we're thinking about getting married and legally binding ourselves to someone. <laughs> Don't legally bind yourself to someone that you you have shitty sex with or that your sex drives are mismatched. I mean, so, gee, I just, I hope for you moving forward, if you ever get married again after you get a divorce, that you would do more scrutinizing of that, lead with that area. You know it's important and you know what it's like to be denied. However... I will say it sounds like she really did try to shame you when you brought things up to her that you wanted to try. It doesn't sound like you were, if you're talking about porn with her, if you're talking about pegging, I mean, you're obviously trying to have some open dialogue here. I'm shocked about what you said about your wedding night and your honeymoon and that you've only seen her vagina twice. And one time her mother was there. This is crazy. And you never had sex in the shower. I mean, like. (laughs) You haven't even done some vanilla stuff. I mean, it's always with the lights off under the cover. You have to, she waits for you to come in. What is going on here? Like, what is going on? This is really odd. It really is. I mean, what has this woman so freaked out about sex? There's a much bigger story there. That's for sure. I don't know what it is, but man, she needs some therapy. I mean, hiding under the covers and then also trying to, here's the other thing. Sounds like she's also very controlling by the way you were talking about her you're not allowed to do certain things, watch things, look at porn. The minute that you're doing something that's out of line, she's sort of like reining you in, putting you down, you know, slapping you down for it. She also infantilized you. And one of the things when you start to infantilize your spouse is, or your partner, that nobody wants to fuck somebody that they're infantilizing because the whole thing is it's a parent-child relationship and nobody wants to fuck a child. So she's also setting herself up for some failure there. Now, Again, you, I got to come back to on you though, because even though she was, it was kind of like some bad decisions were made and now you're just, she's not being sexual with you. I think you could have basically separated and then had gone out and done what you wanted to do. And then, you know, which is separation, like a trial divorce. See how that, try that on. See how that works. See if she'd be willing to change at that point. You do have, obviously sounds like a young child there. And Nobody wants to see that break up, but obviously you can't live where you're denied sexually. That's ridiculous. I've said a million times, if I've said it once, you know, on the show like you cannot deny your partner sex. That affection, that connection with you, they want it, they need it. This is the fastest way to send them running into someone else's bed. Everybody has their breaking point. I've had friends that have said it to me personally. I'm like, their partner wants sex more than they want it. I'm like, you got to find a compromise. You may not get everything. You can't just make it about you getting everything that you want when it comes to sex, which is not having it. You have got to fuck your partner. You have to give them what they need and that physical access to you. If you deny them, they'll go get it elsewhere. And it happens. This is what happens. So I don't think just because this person's making, your spouse is making the wrong decisions, d that you should be (laughs) doing what you did. But I think anybody could see that coming over time. And I think you said this was after being together for, you know, eight years, but enough of that. I am excited for you to now be having these adventures and now you get to explore and that's really exciting and that's really fun and go wild with it. I mean, have a great time. It's, I think, it's going to be a very exciting time right now when you get to do all this fun stuff. And, you know, and then over time, you know, that'll settle in and you'll find your way to what it is that you really want. Cause it can't just be, you can't go from one extreme to the other. That's not really where you'll land, I think, eventually. Just you went from not having it very much and weird and weird to now you get the doors are. F- flying open and you just get to go for it, you'll land somewhere in the middle, you know, but I think you'll find your kinks and you realize what's important to you. And hopefully moving forward, you know, you definitely are with somebody that that's a priority too. And I always thank you for leaving messages, Dee. Good to talk to you. You'll have to keep me posted on how all that goes. Okay. This next... Email, I got an email. I'm going to read it. It's from Hannah. And I'm reading this because interesting They're just I found some interesting subjects here. All right. She says, "To the most unique voice I've heard, first let me apologize. I sent a message a while ago recommending other podcast crossovers not considering popularity, especially yours or in any way affiliated beyond avid listener. I was naive and I apologize. With that said, I have a topic to request." I know you are a fan of male, male, female, but not share your feelings on cross-dressers and trans. I am very misunderstood, now 45 years old, part-time cross-dresser. I have shared with multiple ex-girlfriends to varying responses. Some encouraged for a short time and then got jealous, while others shamed me for it in the beginning. I've always described it as a mood slash fetish, not a lifestyle. But the older I get, the more I realize Hannah is a fully realized person when out and very different than him. But I still prefer him. And he is out in control more than 90% of the time. The age of my trans issue is that, he said, the age of my trans issue is that everyone thinks I'm secretly gay or going to eventually transition. I am not. Hannah likes guys and loves girls. He only loves girls, not guys at all. It's so complicated. Getting the girl and then later introducing Hannah has not worked well for me. So that leads to topics... I would love to hear. I know women exist that would be perfect despite this kink, but how do I find approach and execute this desire ahead of time. Tried apps, but most just want one-off fetish. And because it's private, I struggle with fear of Hannah disrupting his normal life. I wouldn't care if I was gay, trans, or even full-time Hannah. But since it is such a small part, I don't want to have those conversations and misconceptions from people I interact with every day. Any advice appreciated? this topic appeals. Okay. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Wow. Well, that's there's a lot going on there. Let's dig into that. I'm actually going to have to sort of like skim over your email while I'm trying to discuss it because that is a lot. Okay. So let me make sure I'm following the bouncing ball here. You First of all, thank you about saying that I have a unique voice. I don't know if you mean literally or just because of my broad range of topics. You mean voice in the podcast sense. But thank you. I appreciate that. And I don't think, I guess I will apologize. I don't think I got your message recommending other podcast crossovers, but I will say I do love getting recommendations for other podcast crossovers that is a good thing. Anybody, if you you listen to a podcast and you think I should do a crossover with them, we call them pod swaps. The podcast hosts, we call them pod swaps. If you think I should pod swap with somebody, let me know. I'm always up for it. I have done some really fun pod swaps based on recommendations that people have given me. So if you have a good idea, send it in. I love it. I'm always... Looking for other good podcasters to be on their show, just like I did this last Saturday. Did you guys get a chance to listen to that? That was episode, I think, two ninety seven. Was it the TNA? The guys from TNA podcast—they're fucking hilarious. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. And I kind of like like doing stuff where it's a little bit like it's a mashup. Like our shows aren't dead on each other. That's always fun. I mean, because obviously, people that like sex also listen to other things. You know, not just about the sexual stuff, and vice versa. And they're and they have a little sexy edge too. So it was just, it was very fun. I enjoyed that. And yes, as a general rule, I do enjoy doing pod swaps. So feel free. And I'm sorry I missed yours, Hannah. Okay. So you're, the issue though is you have girlfriends and you're getting very varying responses to what you're telling them. When you tell them the truth that you like to cross-dress and that you have this other persona who is Hannah. And and I'm sorry, if I'm using the wrong terminology, I apologize if I say persona, but just that that's sort of your cross-dressing personality is what I'm getting out of it. And it's it is complicated and you are not bisexual, but Hannah is. And so it's just it is a little confusing. I'm going back in my memory banks here. And if you I did a podcast with Clark a long, I don't know when it was, maybe within the last year. Somewhere around there, of course, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. But we did a podcast, and I shared with him that when I first met him, and he was telling me he was into cuckolding, and that he was also bisexual, and thought or was experimenting with that gender fluid. You know, he he hit me with like all this stuff, and he he was saying, "Are you okay with that? Like, you know, is this something you'd be interested in?" Because it was something he really wanted to explore. And I was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, I know all about that. Mm -hmm, Yeah, okay." Fucking lied through my teeth. Did not know jack shit. I was complete vanilla newbie. I just knew he was hot and I wanted him. I would have said he could have fucked a donkey because I would be like, you're so fucking hot. Like, yes, do whatever you want. Go ahead. I'm there. But the truth is the more I was around him and started to experience sexuality through him and as he explained it to me more, and then I got to experience it with him, then I became more knowledgeable about it. And then I was able to speak to it. So just to give a little food for thought here. I don't know that the women that you're approaching are, they probably want to be open-minded, but they don't know until they start interacting with you. And then once they do, then there's the potential for them to go, oh, wait, wait a minute, this isn't right for me. Because as I was doing the experimenting with Clark, there were things where I was like, okay, I just don't think that that is actually right for me right now. It's appealing, but..." Do I want to be a part of that? It sounds hot, but can I actually do that with you and be that person for you and have those experiences with you? So again, I think cut the girl's a little slack and and it is it's complicated because when you don't know what's behind door number 1 and then and you start to experience then you're like what's behind door number 2, 3, like what are all these other things I don't know about? And how is that going to ultimately affect me? So it makes somebody it can make somebody very tentative. And but I do think That you need to be honest, definitely be honest with whomever you're going to be with. They need to know what's up and how you're wired. And just you have to just start with complete and total honesty, brutal honesty about all of it. And if you, because it's not going to work the other way, I guess is what I'm trying to tell you, Hannah. It won't go the other way. It won't be, oh, I didn't think I'd like this. And then I warmed up to it. Usually, their first reaction is true. Like you're not going to win her over. I think what you want to do is you're like, well, if she gets to know me, just me as a man, the man that I am, and then she'll like him enough that she'll be open-minded to these other things. No, that's going to be a threat to the, he or the man that she's getting to know, like all of a sudden, whoa, 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 wait a minute. If you're not him, this is the guy I like, who are you? So just be upfront and, and see what happens. And, give people a little grace because it is a little confusing, you know, and I think they just need to be experience it with you and someone will start experiencing it with you and it'll be okay with them. And you can go from there. But I'll tell you, it's very fascinating. I started following this on YouTube. I started following this trans woman who does all these videos. How it got in my, you know, how YouTube, I don't know how you start watching all kinds of different things and then, you know, they put clips on the side and that's how they get you. But then you start watching stuff that you normally wouldn't watch and then it's in your algorithm and then they're just like, look at this video, look at this video. And I'm like, why are all these trans videos coming up but I watched this girl and it's to me it's so fascinating she's living her life as a transsexual and all the interesting things like that she talks about and hormones and it's just hilarious I feel like I want to I feel like I want to have her on because she's been a man and now she's a woman and she can speak to how hard it is to deal with men And also, she can speak to which is something very interesting that was pointed out that I made note of is the hormones having to take female hormones and what it does to your body and the big difference between estrogen and testosterone and she lost her sex drive because of the estrogen and she doesn't want you know she can't really counterbalance that with testosterone because she's really trying to suppress it so kind of interesting, interesting things there. I mean, it's like, oh, and again, those, the more I hear that kind of stuff makes me more sympathetic for other women who don't, who have low sex drives, which I do not suffer with that. Thank God. But it's real. Estrogen is a fucking fucked up thing sometimes. (laughs) So anyway, well, back to you, Hannah, I do appreciate your message and I hope that helps. I'm glad that you, you know who you are, you're doing you and I think I guess to answer your original question here which is you know what do I think about cross dressers and trans I've said before you you probably just haven't caught it I've said before on this show like I'm interested like I would be interested in a trans woman it's it's interesting to me I mean I would feel like that's kind of cheating but it could be you know oh, it's be that would be see cuz I want an experience with a woman so it w- this would be my way to sort of do it right without actually going full blown biological woman <laughs> so I don't know I'm open to a lot of things I'll just say that Hannah I'm definitely open-minded and but again what I want to be in a like what I want my let's see what I want my boyfriend to be you I don't know I mean again that's an interesting thing I don't know and unless I had a already had an orientation in that direction maybe if I was bisexual truly bisexual I might be more open to it because I've experienced it on other levels in my own life. So I just think there's the right fit for you. Don't worry. You'll find it. And and again, you might want to resend me the email with who you were recommending I should have on the show because I would love to. Again, I love the suggestions. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have not joined my private podcast, why not? this episode's almost over. Don't you want more? You can get a whole lot more. You can go to com and sign up for the private podcast. It's under exclusive, I think, exclusive content. Just click on that. Actually, it's right on the homepage right there. Boom. I'm not shy about it. I'm saying, hey, join going to be some great entertainment for you. I really get into some interesting subjects. I like it. I feel like I can be more... Oh, I don't know. Because of censorship, I just feel like I can say more things. I feel safer saying more on the private podcast and really getting into the weeds. So check it out, guys. And as always... I love your voicemails. As you know, they're so great. I love meeting you guys. I love getting to know your stories. I love to know who's listening to me, what brought them to me. Share your thoughts, your circumstances, whatever. It really, really makes my day when I get voicemails. So go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Click on the pink tab on the right hand side. Let it rip. You got five minutes and I do get back to each and every one of you. All right. Everybody, love you guys. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Bye.